podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome once again to another Match Day edition of the Leeds That Podcast. I'm James and I'm joined by Andy and Matt. And we're here to discuss our New Year's away fixture with West Brom at the Hawthorns. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year, James. Andy. Happy New Year, boys. How was the journey down, Matt? Back in the Midlands again? Yeah, it feels like deja vu, to be honest with you. It doesn't feel like uh, any time has passed at all since I was last down here. Um, but yeah, another smooth run. And I'm parked up just outside the Hawthorns. Have you managed to calm down yet? Because uh, I, I don't feel ready for another roller coaster. No, we've got to hope that today is a little bit more straightforward, haven't we, than uh, Sunday? Nothing's ever straightforward with Leeds United, let's be honest. That's true. Maybe this is an, maybe it's a new decade, though, a new decade and a new Leeds United. What day is it? I think it's Wednesday. Something like that. No idea. So the first time we played West Brom this season was on uh, the 1st of October, um, and we won with a solitary goal by Kyle Bartley. Our, you know, he's doing a job for us, which is nice. I don't remember that at all. Was it? Did that goal get awarded to Kyle Bartley? I believe so. Yeah, I think it was a it. It was just one of those a deflection, but according to the prep sheet, <laughs> it was awarded to Kyle Bartley. Yeah, it was a Jerry Alioski drive that. Uh, oh yeah, buried, buried by Bartley. In the head-to-head, we've won thirty-six, uh, drawn eighteen, and lost thirty-three. So fairly even, to be honest. We shouldn't even be playing West Brom, though, should we? We should be out of this league, not even bothering them. There should be just a, a piece of dust in the past, in the distance. But you'd like to think that if we're going up this year, then West Brom are probably going up as well, aren't they? Yeah, quite possibly. The rest of the league's a bit dog, in it, really? Have you seen the latest scores at the moment? Like we're sat here, What time is it? It's uh, like 25 to 5, so 40 minutes before our game. I was just listening to the scores coming in from the 3 o'clock kickoffs, and uh, Fulham were losing again. This time to Reading, Preston are losing uh, to Middlesbrough, and um, Sheffield Wednesday are losing to Hull. Wow! These are all te- these are all teams that we beat quite comfortably a month or two ago. And Birmingham, who we made a meal of, are losing three one at home to Wigan. Just goes to show, doesn't it, how much teams raise their game against Leeds United? It's such a bizarre league; you can't predict it at all. If you look at the current form table, all of the teams who are in form are the teams that are at the bottom of the actual league table, for some reason. QPR have beaten Cardiff 6-0. I guess you've got at the other end of the table, though, you've got that fear of relegation, haven't you? So then you start to see uh, teams you know, massively up their game and it causes problems for, for people that are at the top because I think they go in with a, a bit more of a complacent mindset and... The reality is those teams are, are fighting hard, so it's always going to be a tough game. One thing I was going to say is that uh, Slaven Bilic in the um, in the week had said, it's a massive game, it's more than a game, it's more than three points, it's like derby games, you gain more than you can lose in those kind of, ma- in those kind of games. Which I thought was quite interesting because Bielsa's the complete opposite of this, isn't he? He always sort of plays down these matches and he'll look at the season and the long-term... Um, effective games and uh, yeah what were your thoughts on that I'm more in the Bielsa camp that it's still only three points if we win it today and uh, as I said on Sunday the fact that West Brom had dropped points and we'd got that last minute winner meant that today feels like the pressure is off a little bit Um, and also the fact that 
were with West Brom in the top two, so far ahead of third, it kind of gaining points on, in some respects you'd call this a six-pointer, but gaining points on West Brom at the moment isn't an advantage. Maybe it will by the end of the season, but at the moment it's um, this is three points and hopefully we'll get it, but it's not the end of the world if we don't. I think it's really odd by Bilic just to pile on the pressure on his players on a team that haven't actually been doing that well in the last few games. For for the squad they've got, they should have done a lot better. They've done a little bit of a slump for them. Um, odd that he's piling pressure on today. We'll see how, how it works out. They've got a couple of key men missing too, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, which could work in our favour. But what I was going to say is the last time I saw someone pile that much pressure on the team was Pontus Janssen when we played uh, Sheffield United last year and look how that ended. So fingers crossed it um, it causes them a few problems, that comment. I think before we started recording, I heard that West Brom have made four or five changes to their starting lineup. I think some, they've got some players who are returning from injury, um, but they obviously weren't happy with their result on Sunday. So again, that could play could go either way. Obviously, it could play into our hands, and it could also mean that they they come out fighting. Yeah, definitely. Well, that leads nicely into the team news and um, classic Bielsa. Um, you know, we're on the cusp of um, Eddie and Ketchy potentially being recalled to Arsenal. And uh, who's in the squad? Starting lineup. He could be playing against us on Monday. <laughs> That's how ridiculous <laughs> it is. How are people feeling about this? What What's the Twitter poll said, James? Well, I think this is actually the most pessimistic um, our Twitter poll results have, have looked since we started doing this. So LUFC win 55%, a draw 33%, and 12% for a West Bromwich Albion win. Which is another great piece of evidence for how far we've come as a club because the most pessimistic we've got is 55% same win yeah 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 do you know what do, do you know what I think it is this is going completely against Billich and his little thing I know every game's a big game at the moment but this just I, I'm just not as up for it as I normally am I don't know why too much stuff in at Christmas I don't know I think there's more important games. I think there's a lot more important games coming up. I hope you're not reflecting the feelings of the uh, of the players, Andy. Yeah, me too. <laughs> we're going to do this again on Monday, and you're going to tell me you don't care about that game either. So when when's a game actually going to matter to you? Yeah, I didn't say it. I didn't say I didn't care about this game. I just said I'm just for some reason I'm not as pumped as I thought I would be for West Brom away. For your team to be in a first v second clash, you've got to be in either first or second doesn't happen that often so it's a bit of a privilege we've got to enjoy it yeah but I, th- I think I'm alluding to what you were saying earlier is that I'd rather be pulling away and making a massive gap between third well judging on the current results then there's a chance of that as well go on James you've been trying to talk for about five <laughs> minutes mate no it's all right I was just gonna say I kind of know what you mean Andy um, I'm up for it but I'm sort of taking measures with all this because you know how it was last season you you get pumped up for games that you think are um, the be-all and end-all and it turns out they're not. And um, I think like Bielsa um, kind of emits to everyone else is that you've just got to take it game by game. If we if we draw, if we lose, so be it. West Brom are going to slip up again um, and we've just got to keep going. But don't get me wrong, I'll be absolutely raging if we lose. I'll be fuming. But yeah... I don't know. Meh. I think you're suffering from the Christmas fatigue of having too many games in quick succession. And also the fact that so many of them have been away recently as well. No, I think it's just... 
I think it's because we're doing well, maybe. Maybe it's greed. Complacency, Andy, is that what we're saying? I don't know what it is. I'll be so annoyed if we lose, though. Andy's going to disappear at the start of the second half and go and have two ciders, isn't he? Yeah, that sounds like one of those games, actually. Only the two. James, you said um, earlier today that we've not won the first uh, episode of a decade for a few for a few decades I did incorrectly say episode when I went meant match but every game is feeling like a bloody you've episode been, you've been minute. watching too much Sky TV don't let your kids grow up and think that football is a uh, TV programme they won't trust me they bloody won't um, yeah but it's a, the first league we haven't won the first league game of a decade since when the 1980s I think yeah LUFC stats posted it this morning. Um, miserable. And we haven't won away. I'll look this one up. We haven't won away on New Year's Day since 1992. But we played a team with West in their name, West Ham. And we went on to win the league. So let's hope that that's the omen. Strong omen like that. Another uh, stat that's depressing that LUFC stats uh, posted um, was... We haven't had the double over West Bromwich Albion since the 87-88 season. Mm. Who's our referee? Is that going to impact <laughs> anything? The refs have played quite a key part in them recently. Are we going to get done over again? Thanks again to Joe Bedford on Twitter for uh, providing all, our, all of the referee research. Um, it's Rob Jones's referee in us today and he's hotly tipped um, for promotion to the SG1 next season and he's classed as one of the sort of better referees at, at this level, if you like. Um, so... Hopefully that isn't a kiss of death. He's refed uh, two of our home games, the Forest draw and our centenary win over Birmingham. Uh, he refed us four times in the league last season, uh, three wins, Rotherham at home, Bolton and Preston away, and the the one draw against Sheffield Wednesday. Not a bad record. Well, his stats for um, our games are, there have been eight games with one four, drawn two, lost two. He's dished out 12 yellow cards and one red card. And the red was for the, do you remember the O'Kane headbutt at Ipswich away? That was with you, the lack of the O'Kane headbutt. Yes, very much so. He's awarded zero penalties and I'm sure we were due one in that game as well. Um, one of the losses was in the cup in the 2011 versus Man United West Brom stats, he's refereed them three times, won twice, drawn zero, lost once, three yellows, uh, and they were all three home games last season. You can cut that if you want, Andy. No, but I'll tell you what I do want to know, James. Yeah. I want to know all about their forum and hear your beautiful brummy accent again. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not doing it this time. This was really popular in the last podcast. One person said they liked it. Me and Matt like it, that's two more. Oh, God. So this is through westbrom.com. It's been five to six games of terrible performances against a number of mediocre teams. What could have been a 15, 16-point gap could be just six after tomorrow. I think people are right to be concerned. The lead could have been insurmountable. Instead, I think a a number of sides, including Fulham and Brentford, will feel they have the momentum and quality to catch us. So it's quite interesting, this, isn't it? Because... They're saying, well, this guy's saying that um, the, the gap could be massive. And he, again, is um, alluding to the fact that everyone behind us or below us is uh, going to pick up points and going to win every game. And they're not, as you've said, Matt, already, you know, teams that should be challenging us or that are closing the gap are, are struggling today. Um, so, yeah, basically, they're having a wacko style meltdown that we all do. 
it sounds like the greed that I had earlier this season when I was saying how far ahead we should be. And you know what? You finally got me up for the game. I'm ready. <laughs> it's only taken quarter of an hour, Andy. Yeah, I'm... And a brummy accent. I'm bang on now, mate. Get me there. What's uh, what's your predictions for the game, then? I'm going for 2-1 Leeds United. A tight, nervy affair. Nothing like Birmingham. Well, that was nervy. But, yeah, I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be a really good game tonight. Yeah, West Brom are very open, aren't they? And it'll cause us problems, but being that open always causes them issues as well. So it, sh- it should be an exciting game. I'm going to say 2-1 to Leeds. If we can defend, you know, we've conceded a lot of goals uh, in, in our last four or five matches, which is terrifying. And if we don't defend well today, it, it, could, be a, it could be a massive issue for us. Yeah, it could be the same as last season, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, guys, I've seen into the future. I know what the score's going to be. Go on then. It's, it's going to be 1-0 Leeds United. And it's going to be Patrick Bamford. You could have told me that three hours ago. Save me a journey. You'd have still gone. <laughs> of course I would. Who wouldn't want to go see Patrick Bamford win away at West Brom? Didn't you predict 1-0 last game, Andy? Uh, I think I went 5-4, did I? <laughs> I went from... 1-0 last game alright <laughs> oh, I knew it was one of you but yeah I think I think we're going to shut out today I think we're going to learn from the mistakes from last game and we're going to win 1-0 and it's going to be beautiful as James would say well Sarah on Twitter says uh, Leeds 1-0 not sure my nerves have recovered yet uh, Barney says the euphoria from the Brum game will give the uh, will give the team loads of confidence I'm going 2-0 Leeds and <laughs> Paul said, uh, or Psych Squirrel, he's known as, is I was thinking nil five to Leeds yesterday. This afternoon, I think nil two to Leeds. So by kickoff, I will settle for a nil one Leeds. I'm not even sure what he means by that. Does he think mean we're going to lose or we're going to win? He means win. He's he's correctly writing the score okay. as though we're away, <laughs> but getting less confident as we get closer to kickoff. That's the complete polar opposite of me. I'm going to start with my word. <laughs> now we're near. I'm going confident. Good. I've gone full circle. <laughs> full circle, lads, in this pod. I think we're going to win. I'm confident that we'll be top of the league by the end of proceedings. I'm going with another C word, calm. Not not really that nervous of today. As I said, feels like a little bit of a free hit. It's probably going to come back and bite me towards the end of the season, but if we win tonight, fantastic. If we don't win, then we're still clear in the top two, along with West Brom. Finishes off, James. You wish. Um, <laughs> plenty do um, <laughs> I'm going to go for belief I think we just need to keep believing in what we're doing the system what Bielsa's trying to preach to everyone and just keep going fans as well you know like we can't just implode every time we lose or draw we've just got to keep believing and uh, keep going and we'll you know and we'll do well imagine if Eddie scores a hat trick it won't be 1-0 will it well no it won't but it is it could still happen hat trick and then recalled yeah leads that i'd better go and get to my uh, seat because time is ticking so i'll speak to you after the game enjoy it mate so boys Once 
one thing I learned tonight, guys, was uh, this is no reflection on the player, by the way. By the way, it was a one-all draw. Happy with a point. But did you know that the word for shit in Polish is Cooper? No. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. I was, I was with a friend watching the game tonight and he told me his partner's Polish. Oh, well. What are you getting at with that, Andy? Now I just learnt something. <laughs> That's one of the most interesting things I took from game, though, because uh, it was two teams who just didn't want to lose. I think Leeds asked the more questions, but uh, according to Telly, only shot we had on target was the Helder Costa one in the first half. How was it at the game, Matt? I'm a bit disappointed, to be honest with you. I think we could and should probably have won that, even though it's a good result. I agree with you that we didn't. That it didn't look like every, the priority for both teams was to not lose, and that you could see that towards the end of the game. Um, like how he only added on three minutes of injury time. Well, I know why he only added on three minutes of injury time. It was because it was fair on both sides, but the amount of time wasting that was going on on both uh, both teams. Um, apart from that frantic five minutes at the beginning, I thought we were the better side for the majority of the game. Yep, easily. And we we didn't have the shots on target, like you say, but we did get the ball into some uh, good areas and got some good balls into the box. I'll tell you who had an absolutely outstanding game, and that's somebody that we used to love. That's Kyle Bartley. I thought he was absolutely everywhere for them and looked quite stressed most of the game with all the questions he was being asked. And I thought it was a bit harsh that Stewie Dallas got given the Sky Man of the Match over Kyle Bartley because I'm thinking they've just kind of had to pick somebody and they've picked Stewie D I'd have given it Bamford over Stuart Dallas but anyway spoiler alert for later <laughs> well Andy I've just seen something that was uh, really really distressing to see Luke Aylin and Kyle Bartley having a cuddle no <gasps> ben, White, ben White walked over to the away end at the end of the game away from all of the other players and he looked a bit sad and he applauded the fans and then he gave quite a long wave. Are you getting Ben White and Eddie and Ketcher mixed up? <laughs> no, it was definitely Ben White that was doing the waving. Eddie and Ketcher was nowhere to be seen at full time. It was on the telly. On the telly it showed him coming over with uh, Bamford and Dallas. Okay. That's very true about Ben White though. I hate those ones. I, I only have to hope that he's done it just as a... A precaution. Cheers, Matt. <laughs> I did see uh, on his Instagram actually posted quite a few photos of his of his uh, 2019, and they were all Leeds United ones uh, with just one picture of Brighton. And I did think at the time, yeah, he, he loves Leeds a lot more than Brighton, doesn't he? But now you've said that, I feel pretty rough. Let's um, let's take it back to the the goal. Anyway, they scored within two minutes. It was a uh, another one of those sort of scrappy goal mouth goals that we seem to to gift to teams. Um, how did it happen? You guys had the benefit of a replay. Was uh, Kiko at fault? A lot of a lot of people around me in the stand thought Kiko was to blame. Do you know what? It was a Leeds that goal, mate, because their corner's not beating the first man. If that ball goes in normally, we're probably all right because it's taking a big old hefty deflection off Costa. It's given us a bit of an issue, and then it's just a kind of who can jump higher than who, and Bartley's got the better of Aileen. Then that geezer who scored our goal for us as well. He, he outjumps his man and then Jack Harrison's really well to try clear it but it's clearly over the line. It's just a really 
scrappy rubbish. It, it killed the game in a weird way, I thought. Yeah, possibly. In the, If they hadn't scored that, they would have still kept coming at us. In, in that sort of scenario, it's easy to blame a keeper, but... You know, I think Kiko felt confident that he could punch it out of the box and unfortunately it just landed just beyond the six-yard box and then it became this Golmoff scramble, essentially. So it's just one of them. I wouldn't blame Kiko and dwell on it. It's pointless. You said flapped wrong, but he, uh, he did make a lot of class saves, to be fair, later on in the game. Um, I think Eddie Nketiah was pretty useless. I think when Bamford came on, he changed the game. The only thing that Paddy did wrong today was he didn't square it to click, which would have given us a winner. But yeah. other, than, other than that, he, he's actually got us back in the game. We weren't looking like we could have scored, I don't think, without him on the pitch. No, I think you're right. And I think we've got to give a shout out to Barry Douglas as well, because I thought he had a great game when he came on. Barry Douglas is really good at that build-up play on the, you know, in his position rather than just running at, at people like Alioski does. Sometimes we have to like cautiously build our way up the field and it's good to see him back in the team because we've we've sort of missed that for a long time. And I think Alioski gives us that edge when we need it, but we can't play like that all the time. Yeah, I think Douglas might be in line for a start maybe. You would imagine he'll definitely start on Monday mm-hmm. night, but he might be uh, might force his way into the first 11 mm-hmm. again. The thing is with Eddie as well, going back to that, is that we've actually got out of him what we needed, which was an impact sub. He's not a starting player at the moment and that's what Arsenal want. They want him to be a starting player. They want him to be getting first team football to become a strong forward to then go back to Arsenal and be ready. But he's not that player for Leeds at the minute. So if he has to go, he has to go really. Yeah, agreed. I didn't think that he got into the game at all in the in the first half and it, Bamford was... We were crying out for him up front um, because we were, making, we were doing some great work behind the striker. It was just that last little phase of play where it was all going well, what happened as well was that we were trying to get the ball up to Eddie and he was just losing it all the time and then what inevitably ended up happening was we were pushing out to the wings more because he couldn't hold it up but they were just under so much pressure um, there was like two men on Harrison and Costa every single time in the first half so they just weren't getting through and weren't getting any balls or movement into the box second half as soon as Bamford comes on that all changes and, and the space opens up for them i say who I thought was proper Cooper today, and that's the referee. We bigged him up a little bit before the game. Yeah, well, he was a bit of a chump. There was a couple of absolute certain dives um, that Ben White got booked for a dive by Robson Cardew. Uh, he's not. He's literally not even touched him. Um, as if there's a few just like that, and odd ones where he's, just, he's not been consistent, and he just... Just seemed to make it up as he went along, and he was meant to be a good ref on he going to Premier League or something. He was, yeah, he was very inconsistent. And once the yellow cards started popping, they didn't stop, did they? Uh, reference to a Christmas crisp Pringles, I would say there. <laughs> but you, know, I, I, I didn't think he was that. I didn't think he was that bad actually. But he was. I thought he was just inco- He liked the game flow. He, yeah, he was just he was just inconsistent. Like in that first in the first half when Click pulled their player down in in our box it was a penalty and he you know he didn't see that there was a few others where you think they probably should have gone the other way and he just seemed a bit card happy to be honest in the end oh, we should have had a penalty as well for a blatant yeah. handball yeah it was um, the, the the thing only thing that was worse more Cooper than the referee was 
the commentary on Sky. <laughs> well, I've no sympathy, Andy. Don Goodman, it says he's a Leeds fan, he just goes far too far this way. He hates us. I'd love to get him on the pod now and actually chat about how and why he's a Leeds fan. I've, to- I've told you, though, Sky TV, you know what it is, don't you? Effing Cooper. <laughs> yeah, it's Cooper. Sky TV is Cooper. <laughs> Harrison got another assist, didn't he? Yeah, and own, was own goal got another goal? Yeah, it'd be, it'd be harsh if it was another own goal. It's going wide, it's definitely an own goal. West Brom love scoring against themselves against us. Yeah, that, that, that means that they've scored all three goals against us. That's it, we've actually got four points off West Brom without scoring ourselves. Opposite of Leeds, that. Baggies, that. I thought we were going to go on and win it when we scored, actually. Yeah, we, we took control of the game massively from that point onwards, really. And uh, it did feel like we were going to score again, but wasn't to be. But also, you knew how dangerous they could be if they got a chance yeah. down the other end as yeah. well. So it was a nerve-wracking last 30 minutes. Pereira's so good at getting forward, but he's also just such a he's such a snide player. He does like little digs at players all the time, winding everyone up. I think he need Phillips at one point. He's winding click up, and he's a yeah, he's a he's a tricky player, but a tricky character as well. You see, I uh, actually disagree with you, Matt. I don't think it was a nervy last half an hour, but obviously I wasn't in the ground. I was watching on box. I I only found the last kind of five ten minutes nervy. I didn't actually feel that threatened when they came towards us I don't know if that's just because I didn't see them wanted it very much I'm not sure yeah that could be fair I mean we we were kicking away from the away end no they were kicking away from the away end in the second half so it's that thing where it's down the other end so you're not entirely sure what's happening so things can look a lot more risky than they actually are but I thought that West Brom tired as well They didn't. they didn't have the fitness that we've got they were another team that were strong, big. At one point, the guy behind me said, it looks like four prop forwards coming up for a corner. Um, they were a typical championship side with a bit of quality. Well, this is it. Sky managed to pick Stuart Dallas out as man of the match. I'm not hating on Stuart Diggs, but he's had some fantastic performances for us, but I wouldn't have had him as a standout performer today. Do you think anyone actually managed to stand out today? I've only got one and he only played 45 minutes and still made a pretty dodgy mistake. Eddie and Ketia. Um <laughs> <laughs> Nearly. I thought Dallas had a good game, so I don't think he's a, he's that bad a pick. I thought that... I don't think I was Dallas was you, bad. No. I was going to ask you whether Kiko Casilla was at fault for the goal, because I think if he wasn't, then he's a shout, because he made some really good saves. Yeah, he did. And came for some good balls but I think my man of the match was Jack Harrison like that he's been class recently he um, got into some really good positions constantly finding space did some really good work tracking back he covered Alioski quite a lot in that first half um, he was putting his delivery was great he was putting balls into the box and he got an assist um, I couldn't have asked for much more from him to be honest about you James who have you got well I am actually going to go for Stuart Dallas. Um, I think in the last match we talked about how we feel uncomfortable with the current midfield setup and it makes us nervous and on edge. But today I, th- I thought he, you know, it worked the other way against you know a team that are pushing for promotion. We were a lot more um, short at the back defensively with him, and he bolstered our attacking as well. And I, I just I thought he had a, a really really good game. 
it's tight between him and Jack Harrison, but Stuart Dallas for me. Well, I've given you a spoiler, man. It's the guy who only played half the game, and that's Paddy Bamford. I think he fully changed it, and without him on the pitch, we wouldn't have got the point. We should have pushed on. He should have squared it to click, and it should have been 2-1. Um, but you can't have it all, can you? Greedy, that. Do you know what? I think Patrick Bamford is an excellent sub. I think he's a great player to bring on. Uh, what Last season, when we, obviously we were playing Roof up front for a lot of games, when you, we brought Bamford on, he did. He was one of those players who immediately comes into the team and is doing things differently and causing problems for the opposition defence. And I think it's because he's, I think it's because he's watched the game and he's kind of clearly been thinking about where he needs to be, where the weaknesses are in the opposition. I think he's that type of player. I saw him at one point when he was warming up, giving uh, Calvin a load of advice about where to place a free kick. I mean, granted, it didn't come off, but I think he's. Um, I think he's a clever player. I think he's extremely mischievous too. Um, I think he really gets into people and winds them up. Obviously, we've spoke about that in the past. But do you know what the most beautiful thing he did today was? Go on. That beautiful lead salute when he scored. Oh, yeah. I didn't see that. Didn't see it. Mate, it's meme-worthy. You've seen it in GIFs for days. <laughs> Go, I'll look forward to that. I think I was... Uh... Might, might have had my face on some concrete at that point but <laughs> you know we said before the, you, it was you Andy you know you said before the game that Birmingham had, had lost to Wigan at home yeah did you know that was Wigan's first away win since uh, Good Friday last year oh what I didn't know that I'm not a Wigan fan <laughs> how are we doing against uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers James how are we doing because the other teams that got promoted tracking moves tracking So we're tracking Wolverhampton Wanderers' progress in the 2017-2018 season. At this point, after 26 games, they were on 61 points. Leeds United currently on 52 points after 26 games. Nine-point gap. But how are we doing against ourselves from last season? What do you reckon? Well, we must be a point ahead now. Because this was the loss to uh, Forrest when Calvin Phillips got sent off and we lost 4-2. Correct. So, so we're a point ahead of where we were last season so I think all in all that's a really good result because we haven't got West Brom to play again this season they're out of the way we've got four points that's great festive period's over it would look like a difficult festive period I think we're reasonably happy with how it's gone and uh, yeah what's your final words? Europe Is this because this is the month we're leaving the European Union? Well there is that that's one Two, we're either going to be chasing for Europe in the FA Cup or knocking Arsenal out of their one chance of getting in the European Cup this season on Monday. Cool. Andy? You see, mine's Cooper. Because <laughs> I think... The Polish that, or... Uh, well, a bit of both actually, Jim. So I'm having two words. I'm going Cooper because I couldn't give a... F- Cooper about the FA Cup. Here we go. Right. I hope it feels get... like we're, it feels like we're already on the pre-match for Monday. <laughs> I just think it's a distraction we don't need, and I think Captain Cooper t- today showed some real good leadership qualities, and I think we'll look more assured at the back, which is what we need to be again. So my word is Cooper. 
I'm not sure on spelling. Matthew? <laughs> I think my word is fine. I think that, that result was fine, but I could also have said that I was disappointed and I could also have said I was pleased. I'm not, I'm not sure where I am on it, to be honest with you. I think in the context of the season and who we were playing and the fact we were away from home on New Year's Day, good result. Having watched the game, I'm disappointed that we didn't find that winner. But we'll take it and we move on. Right, roll on the uh, FA Cup. Not. Maybe, are you going to turn up for the pre-match uh, podcast for Arsenal game, Andy? Shots fired. I'll certainly think about it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm not, it doesn't feel like the euphoria of playing, uh, you know, a decade ago in the FA Cup um, or over a decade ago. But yeah, the league is the most important thing, but I'm still looking forward to it. It's nice to be playing Arsenal again. It's sad because it's beautiful. The history is fantastic, but we've got bigger fish to fry. Drag on, Sithy. I'm just disappointed that we're probably going to play a reserve team. I'd like to see how our best 11 could play against Arsenal. Right, let's stop all this Cooper. We could talk about this in the uh, pre-match for the Cooper Cup. Okay, well, I've got to get out of this car park and back onto the motorway home. So we hope you enjoyed this one-all draw away at West Brom on New Year's Day. Happy New Year to everyone. And we'll see you again for the Match Day podcast for Arsenal on Monday. Podcast Network.